Welcome to the Men of Eight Gang Podcast, episode 392. I am Steve Borsch, and I'm on with Tim Elliott. Good morning. And Phil Wilson. Hola. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm kind of bummed, actually. Oh, no. Why, Tim? Terry Tyler Moore, RIP. Oh, I know. know. Yeah. You know? Come on. I tweeted out earlier, you know, we lost one of our greatest citizens, Mary Richards. Just, just... uh, it's sad. You know, it's before the podcast, I was watching an episode of Mary Tyler Moore. I think Sundance is running a, a marathon of, I think, just the last season. But Really? Right now. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're, if you're interested in uh, uh, seeing Macy's before it closed, I think today's the last day, Saturday. Um, so you could, you could go down. You could uh, pay a nice homage to uh, the statue of Mary uh, yep. Tyler Moore throwing her hat. You could say goodbye to the Macy's store. Yep. And you get caught, yeah, in, all the traffic, get caught in all the traffic because yeah. Nicolette Mall's all torn up. So. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, what a great time in the city. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. So, but yes, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, big icon. So, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's a, a very few people are, are left uh, from that show. I guess uh, Asner's the, the only uh, star that's still alive. Yeah, and he's not. Really? Uh, yeah, I th- I think everybody else is gone. Well, he's been. Uh, Morgan is dead. Oh no, she, Georgette is gone. He's still around. Yeah, no, Georgette is, is gone. What about uh, Betty White? Betty White's all living alone. Oh, you're right. You're, you're right. right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's still around. Well, that's yeah. good. That's not. Not quite that depressing, I guess. It's not just twice. Tim's going to go back and revise his Deadpool. Shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, let's talk about some Minnesota technology stuff, some oh, innovation. Okay, yes, you must. Uh, and, but we uh, should also point out that we have a, uh, we have a guest coming up yes, today. Yes, we we'll do. With uh, co-founder and CEO of Visual VR, uh, Chuck Olson, talk about his uh, I Stand with Rosa adventure last week in Washington, D.C. Yeah. So stick yeah. around for that. So... So five states are considering bills to legalize the right to repair electronics. And so I think this is really fascinating. We're one of them. What's what's interesting is that, you know, New York, Massachusetts, you would you would guess if they if you said what five states, but Nebraska, Minnesota and Kansas. Really? Yeah. 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 Well, so for those for those California. (laughs) Yeah. For those who, who don't know what the controversy is all about uh, that are listening, the the, uh, right to repair. This this whole thing has happened because more and more companies are making it illegal, essentially, um, to open up their electronics. And they're using the, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act and all sorts of things because they don't want people in there hacking around. Uh, so they void the warranty and things of that nature. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, and the big thing was, you know, there was a farm equipment repair bill that was introduced in Wyoming um, because the it was the same sort of thing was happening with farm equipment. So they were trying to lock these devices and these uh, pieces of equipment so you couldn't repair them. You had to take them to a support center. And, you know, the farmers are like, wait a minute, what? What do you think I do all winter? I repair equipment, you know, and I want to be able to get into my stuff. Well, so so do we all we, right? We, We want to be able to modify if we have to and. And well, so, you want to extend the life of the electronics, whether it be a smartphone or a computer or whatever. Right. And so you want to have the ability to take it someplace to get it fixed. And, you know, especially uh, for things like uh, screen repair and things like right. like that, that, you know, that are a problem. You don't want to, have to get a new phone and throw the old one away, which, of course, is what Apple wants you to do. But Well, sure. And, and um, one of the things that I do take issue with is, you know, so I go out and I spend uh, all this money on a 27-inch iMac. And it's got a one terabyte SSD in it. Um, well, okay. So what happens if I want to put a two terabyte SSD in it? You know, well, I can't you just open it up and stick it stick it in. I'm not going to do that. But the answer is, <laughs> you probably could. But some of the stuff is soldered on the the motherboard, like in laptops. Yeah. Right, right. So it's like RAM. I, I think you can't upgrade the RAM in your iMac anymore, like you used to. No, you still can, but um, oh. yeah, but but not in the uh, laptops, and certainly not in in um, iOS devices. Um, a lot of Android phones are taking the same path where you, you can't open them. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, well, it's uh, cheaper. It's cheaper to actually build stuff like that. Right. You know, you, you just glue everything. You don't, uh, you don't have to put little screws or anything in. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's not a matter of, um, I, I, 
don't, I don't know. I haven't read the the bill in all the states, but uh, I don't believe it means the manufacturers have to make their uh, their uh, phones accessible or their uh, their things accessible, do they? Or is it just no? They, no, they, they don't. They, they, just, they can they can buy parts and things like that. So, correct. And, right. Yeah, they need to so, provide yeah. replacement so, parts. Right. So the yeah. so the actual design doesn't necessarily have to change. Right. It also it should be pointed out that this this is a, a reaches far beyond electronics. This is also introduced in states like Nebraska and Kansas, I'm sure, because this has to do with agricultural equipment and just basically this concept of of not being able to work on your own stuff. So yeah. Uh, yeah. that's that's kind of where that that had started. Well, well. And, and what was interesting is, is I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Linksys has a, um, a pretty um, popular model of a router, of a wireless router. And um, people were downloading this Linux-based firmware and software to upgrade the the device, and you could do all kinds of wonderful stuff with it, like you know, install a VPN and do all kinds of things inside the router. And um, for two weeks, Linksys had real issues with this, and they were looking to stomp it by using the DMCA and and uh, and trying to curtail people's use of it because they you know they didn't want to support it and so on. And all of a sudden they realized, oh my gosh, we're selling the hell out of these things. Let's not, let's not do that. Let's let people go in and hack yeah. around and install their own software. And I think they it, actually made it easier for you. They made it easier, the but and also they didn't. Yeah. They were going to kill it, and it's still available. You can still buy it. Yeah. So, so it makes sense yep. in, in a lot of ways. Well, it there does. was a, there was another big thing. Do you, do you, you guys remember when we talked about? All the mobile payment systems yeah. and all the things yeah. that were happening, and and uh, now our pals at Target are going to launch their own mobile payment system this year. Is that is that a great idea? Uh, you know, I, only because the, the, there are there are mobile payment systems out there that are that are more technology, you know, are more you know device based and not necessarily. Uh, uh, Brand based is that is that right? Well, I think what they're trying to go for here is they're they're uh, concentrating on their mobile apps, Cartwheel and the their regular Target app. Yeah, and they're putting in their own system into that, which makes a a lot of sense to make it easier for people to buy using the mobile app. Um, They do support other things, don't they? Support Apple Pay in their stores? I'm sure they do. Yeah, I want to say that they do. They do not. Oh, they don't. Oh, they don't. No. Ah, okay. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if if consumers are going to go and you know they th- this story mentions Kohl's has their own Kohl's Pay too. You know, every store you 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 buy stuff at, are you going to have a separate account? You know, for I, I don't know if that's going to work. But that makes that that makes it a little bit crazy, especially I when see. you can have you know you know you can have your wallet on your phone, and right. you can have all your cards in there. You put yeah. them in there once, and now you have one yeah. payment system. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think that Apple Pay and Android Pay for Android users, th- that makes a lot of sense, and, and retailers supporting those standards would make right. a lot of sense. Having them come up with their own, I, I'm, I guess I'm, you know, Walmart has their own payment system, too. So Yeah, but well, it seems like it seems one more access for more more privacy invasion and more fraud. Right. Yeah. I mean, it seems yeah. right, and, which could be, I mean, and, and significantly more costly than, than on your own, you know, Visa card or something like that. And it makes it more complicated for the consumer, too. Yeah. Well, but the one thing they talk about, crazy. the one thing they talked about in this uh, TechCrunch article about Target's Cartwheel app, that it's grown to some 27 million shoppers who've used it, over sure. the past three years to save over $600 million at checkout. Now, in a lot of ways, um, you know, Michelle used to tease her brother-in-law, and they called him Full Price Dave because he never used coupons. <laughs> and then one day she came and she said, so um, uh, how much did you save using those coupons I gave you when you went to Cub? And I went, oh, I forgot. And she just, this is like you know, 15 or 20 years ago, she just hammered on me. She's like, look. You could have saved like $12 if you would have done, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like the queen of couponing. Well, so she's been just hammering on me to use Ebates. You know, whenever I buy something yeah. online, she'll say, did you go through the Ebates gateway? And I'm like, oh, God, no, I forgot. She goes, Steve, use the Ebates gateway. Well, anyway, I just got a $63 check from the Ebates gateway <laughs> from from buying stuff. Um, and so, you know, I, I, just, I, I just have to defer to her. She's... She's the queen of deals. And so I see something like this. If they're experiencing, if shoppers are experiencing this kind of success with an app, why not add payments to it? Because look at how much more money you could make. 
right as a retailer so yep i I just just uh, just on a side note steve are you are you getting money from ebates to plug them i'm just asking i know it's like the the third or fourth time you've plugged ebates on the show really kind of curious if you're uh i should contact them then and get 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 them to be an advertiser (laughs) 63 dollar check was yeah Yeah, right 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 i wish yeah Yeah, i have i've got 11 dollars 63 cents so so tell me about ebates uh tell me about that that service you know uh going through the gateway now most of the stuff that I buy these days, especially online, is through Amazon. Do you? I mean, Amazon doesn't go through Ebates, does it? Uh, yes, it through, does. Yeah, it, it does. does. Wow, you know, up to ten percent off apparently. Yeah. Hey, eBay does too. To well, 5%. and it it, oh. it it depends. You know, sometimes yeah. they have cashback deal, a double cashback deals. They've got all kinds of stuff, and all, all it is is a is a uh, you know affiliate referral thing. But sure, there's also yeah. a Chrome plugin that. Um, when you go to a, a pricing page and you, you know, click add to cart or whatever, then this thing pops up and says, save 3% or save 5% or save 1%, you know, whatever the deal is. And if you activate it, then it'll take the disc, then then you um, will get your rebate. It doesn't take a discount in the cart. You'll actually get a rebate um, later on. So it works great. Huh. Well, let's uh, go back to uh, some Minnesota yeah, innovation. Yeah, yeah, right. Shall uh, we? And our, Shall and our we? friends over in Maplewood, uh, 3M, with their uh, their new uh, smart hearing devices. Yep, for hunters and uh, civilian shooters. And I thought this was really fabulous. So I, do, do you guys use um, uh, noise-canceling headphones at all? No. I have. I, my, I, my I, prefer, I haven't, I I haven't bought any new ones. So. So well, if I figure if I use noise canceling headphones, I can, I'm fairly sure people are talking about me. So I always like to be able to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Well, so it's funny. All because, about you, so I use the uh, the boys, the boys, the Bose noise, <laughs> noise, noise canceling uh, earbuds. And um, uh, it, it it's changed my life. And, and, you know, we used to Michelle and I used to have those big honking um, cupped earphones, headphones that you put on when you're in a plane. And they're enormous, right. you know, and you got to carry them and everything else. And these little um, uh, noise canceling uh, headphones are in a little zippered case. Throw it in your briefcase or your purse. And um, uh, the 3M technology is kind of the same sort of thing. And I've been over at a firing range with a buddy of mine. And, and you know, he, I don't have any guns, but he's got guns. And so we've been over shooting at this really great range in Chanhassen. And uh, he wears a pair of head f- uh, of uh, hearing protection, but he also puts earplugs in. And I don't. I think that's kind of overkill. But this 3M device looked really cool because it has that that ambient noise reduction built into it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they're going to sell the heck out of these things. I'd imagine these would be good for guys that operate heavy machinery and the the guys at the on, on the tarmac at the airport. You know, wherever oh, yeah. people use yeah. uh, you know hearing protection, this would be a probably a good technology. Yeah. Yep. 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 Interesting to see the innovation. Yep. It's, well, you know, it's, 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 you, know, uh, you know, if you look at them for what they you know originally or purely designed for, which is the firing range. I mean, that is a noisy environment. So, yep. They, you yeah. know, it, and you're already wearing these huge headphones. So, this is like it's a great idea. Sure. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, our pals at U.S. Internet, they're uh, back, which are based up in Minnetonka. They're up by uh, Ridgedale. Um, they are continuing to build out their their fiber in Southwest Minneapolis in, now in Southwest Minneapolis. And, and the thing that I thought was really intriguing is 50 megabits per second at 35 bucks a month. Yeah. hundred megabits per second at $45 a month. Yeah. I think that'd be the one I'd get. Well, and here's the you thing. Ten bucks. Come on. Double here's the speed. Ten bucks. Yeah. Here's the thing. I pay one twenty nine for a business class Comcast business class con- connection. Um, and, um, uh, it's 75 megabits per second down and 20 megabits per second up. This for 50, 45 bucks a month would be a hundred megabits, but it's both up and down. Wow. Yeah. And it, so it's symmetrical and, and, oh man, that would change my life. Right. But you have so, to move to Southwest Minneapolis to get it. Yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
All right. Well, even though we can't use our Ebates gateway, Amazon is looking to East Metro for a second big fulfillment center. So they built that one down in Shakopee. Yeah. And uh, now they're building another one um, somewhere in the East Metro. They did. Well, they're, lo- they're looking at building another one. I don't, I don't know. If, so is well, this yeah, it's for not their- a done deal. Okay. Is this one for the for the uh, same day delivery service? It could be um, because the you know the the what is it Amazon Now or yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazon Now which is not available you know uh, south of the river for us right. but exactly. it is available in other parts of the metro. We have Amazon soon here. Maybe this is. <laughs> So yeah. oh. well, what I found what was interesting is uh, during the the holiday period, um, we were getting uh, shipments the next day from Prime. So obviously, it was, it was coming right from Shopee directly yeah. over here. Yeah, it was insane. So it's, some of the speed which things were being delivered over the holidays was amazing. And on Sundays, yeah. that whole thing still blows me away. Sunday delivery still blows me away. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So anyway, yeah, so they're they're growing and expanding. So um, hopefully a few more jobs for a few more robots and then uh, everything will be good. And soon so the drones will be coming. There. And a few people. Yeah. A few, yeah. All right. Of course, what will happen is I'll be outside for a walk with a dog and a drone. Amazon drone, drone will yeah. drop a, a box of barbells on my head. <laughs> no, that, that order you get from Acme Anvil Company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. From my buddy Wiley Coyote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so well, Phil, who are we going to have on here? Well, it's been it's been an interesting week, as you know. It's the uh, first week of the Trump administration, and of course, uh, one of the first uh, um, uh, signs of uh, resistance to that uh, incoming administration was a, a uh, the Women's March on Washington, which was last Saturday, and um, local um, uh, uh, three sixty virtual reality guru Chuck Olson had put together a uh, an interesting uh, project called I Stand with Rosa, which was uh, basically a um, a 50-foot virtual reality woman with, uh, you know, a protester that marched in the march, and he headed out to Washington, D.C., and I thought it would, we talked a little bit about it last week, as I think it was my cool thing of the week, and um, uh, Chuck is uh, is available for us to chat with, so we thought we'd find out the uh, how the adventure went. And I think Chuck has just joined us. Hi, Chuck. How you doing? Gentlemen. Good, how are you? Good, Steve and uh, Tim Elliott and Phil Wilson. and uh, We're all here, Chuck. Everyone. The gang's all here in cyberspace, the space and, between the phone lines. And I hope you're all there. So uh, tell us about the adventure with, uh, uh, first and foremost, the idea for um, I Stand with Rosa. Tell, tell us a little bit about how you came up with that and uh, what was the impetus behind that. And then tell us about your adventure in Washington. Well, uh, I've had an idea for something like Rosa for a while once I got into video game technology and started finding out what's possible. Uh, so I thought it would be cool if, uh, if a city had giants wandering around that you could connect with you and maybe that you could call over to you or something like that. It's kind of a vague idea called Luminous Giants. Uh, so it was kind of sitting on the back burner for a long time. And, of course, Pokemon Go came along and yeah. made that sort of thing uh, a real possibility. Um, and uh, the idea for Rosa actually came from a tweet from Tim Russert's son. Uh, Tim Russert's the late journalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was basically talking about the, the strange situation we're in with, with politics and, and media today, that what seems to stand out is the hyper-absurd and I thought, well, I can do hyper absurd. <laughs> now, now you're talking my language. Pick <laughs> up my language. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. So we just came up with this, this idea of uh, a sort of a superhero, um, a working class superhero named Rosa. And so she's a 50 foot tall virtual woman who, as we speak, is standing in front of the United States Capitol holding uh, an interactive protest sign. So, um, Still there now? He's there uh, right now. No, what, uh, we're kind of regrouping after, after uh, taking her out for a, a test drive of sorts <laughs> at the Women's March in D.C. Um, you know, she, she did, everything did work. Um, so we're, we're able to 
kind of pilot her around to different GPS coordinates. And, um, you know, I actually thought about she, she could have been literally looming over the inauguration if we wanted her to be. Um, and we're able to trigger different um, animations. She can like flex her muscles and flash peace signs and she has different expressions. Um, yeah, so she's kind of an augmented reality superhero who can transcend physical limitations. Um, and, and especially as you know, we see uh, there's a contentious relationship, you know, with the new administration. Yeah, um, you know, we don't know what kind of restrictions we might have on protest or, or things like that. So she's kind of uh, she's not uh, doesn't have those limitations. She can go where we can't. Right. What do, do people do What do people need in DC to actually see Rosa? Yeah, they need the Rosa app. So uh, right now it's available for Android in in the uh, Google Play Store. So you can search Rosa. Um, it, uh, hopefully that you end up finding a lot of rosary apps for some reason. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I that yes. so we need to work on our SEO a little bit. Right. Uh, so. Uh, Targeting. So yeah, if you're in DC, you can download the Rosa app, and um, you'll be able to pull up. There's a button that says "Where's Rosa," and if you're at the Capitol, if you hit that button and you're within range, uh, then you can actually, and then you'll be able to see her in the context of, of reality. Well, so the next to- event that we're really targeting is the uh, the scientist march that's uh, being planned. Oh, okay, nice, great. Well, so and you we- know, I just want to mention one thing that anyone that would be searching for the Rosa app would probably be interested in those rosary apps because they're going to be praying a lot for the next four years. There you go. Just thought I'd point that out. <laughs> Pick up both of them. Yeah. Sorry, Phil, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, so it, it, I, 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 I'm expecting that it's probably still under review at the, in the Apple store. Is that, that's what, uh, actually, uh, we got approved, but oh, uh, it has some, it has some problems. No, so, I understand. Uh, I've been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> so we we have to we have to fix a few things before we advertise that one. But it will be in the iOS store as well. So I, I definitely expect, like, by the time the, of the next events, which we think will be the Scientist March, uh, there's not a date yet that yes. it will be in iOS as well. I think that's great. That's wonderful. So tell us about tell us about the experience. Tell us, about, tell us a little bit about the adventure. Obviously, we had nearly a hundred thousand people march here in, uh, in in the Twin Cities uh, on the same day. What was it like to be at the mother of all marches in Washington D.C. and and while you're not only doing that, being in the march, but also trying to deal with uh, you know working on your own um, you know project. <laughs> I guess it's it's kind of familiar territory for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, hearkening back to my uptake days of um, trying to mess with cell phones and gadgets and a, and a huge throng of people. Uh, it was it was absolutely thrilling. Um, it was so big. I, I never even saw the stage. Uh, I, I never got to hear Madonna, you know, swearing or making threats or anything like that. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> your life's just not complete yet, Chuck. I'm sorry. We <laughs> recreated in virtual reality. Um, <laughs> but it, it was absolutely thrilling. I, I mostly um, kind of found a spot where I could hang out and, and try, to, try to document Rosa being there and move her around. Um, um, but uh, it was uh, you know, at the end, at the end of it, I actually kind of left my, my post and got into the march itself to try to see what was going on. And um, mm-hmm. it was just thrilling. And of course there's like no end of the creativity that people have with their signs, as you saw here in St. Paul. It was, was amazing. was amazing. So, so tell me uh, beyond the women's march and beyond using this in a, in a more social or, um, uh, you know, I don't know, resistant sort of a way. What, the technology you're using with this, with the the fifty foot. Do you see something like this, you know, morphing this into a, a business opportunity for you as well beyond um, the social uh, element? I mean, are you looking at um, you know giant uh, giants in the city for brands and things like that? Um, I am a capitalist, Phil. I know you are. It's and a true. Damn, and a damn fine one. So, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll check the bank account later. Um, yeah, absolutely. This so this idea could be used for lots of things. Uh, this the idea of a superhero, like imagine Iron Man, you know, flying into a movie premiere, 
or something like that. You know, something, I mean, augmented reality just gives us this idea, this ability to kind of create magic in the real world. Um, and this is just one way we can do it. Um, and we've thought about, um, you know, the Macy's parade, uh, you know, you could have virtual floats or you could have basically virtual things flying around and interacting with the real floats. Um, certainly like concerts or events of any kind could have, uh, you know, giant magical creatures. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out how to do things like have, have her be able to look at you or interact with you. Um, she does have, um, somewhat of an interactive protest sign. So if you, if, uh, her Twitter account retweets someone, um, their profile photo appears on her sign. Um, you can see, you can see that tweet in the app. So, you know, so in a way she's providing a voice and amplifying voices of people who may or may not physically be able to be there. Um, so we're looking for more ways to kind of connect it to, to individual people to be able to participate in, in this, uh, experience. Incredible. Very cool. So the last time we spoke with you uh, on the podcast, you had, uh, had, uh, um, put together a, a relationship with Rhapsody. What's, what's the latest, uh, there, but also what's, what's next for, um, virtual. Yeah, let's see. I, I don't, I'm not sure if we had released the Star Tribune VR app when we last talked. No, I don't believe uh, we had. So. Yeah, so we have a so we have a 360 video platform that we've uh, I guess we've been working on for a year now. Uh, Rhapsody was our was our first customer, known as Napster. They they actually <laughs> shortly after uh, they launched that they had a bunch of layoffs and uh, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so it, it's been a little quiet over there. Yeah. Uh, but we did um, launch the Star Tribune VR app as well. It's called Strip VR. So that's available for iOS and Android. Uh, we launched that with a bunch of 360 content from the U.S. Bank Stadium. No, it's it opened. Yeah. And since then, they've uh, gotten their own 360 video camera and have been adding more stories to that. Um, and we're, you know, so our, our, our byline or tagline is virtual reality for a better reality. And we've been trying to figure out what that means. Um, but one of the best things that uh, VR is good at is increasing empathy and decreasing anxiety. Uh, so we're really looking at uh, different scenarios like workplace stress um, and some other healthcare applications, <laughs> even dentistry, where people are stressed out and um, can use VR to uh, basically de-stress and, um, you know, be mindful for, for a short period of time. So we're looking at, at, at uh, kind of adapting our 360 video platform to those scenarios. Um, and we have a lot of relaxing content. Um, our creative director just got back from New Zealand and got some beautiful 360 from a beach. In uh, New Zealand. Yeah. I know I'm jealous. Uh, That's where he spent Christmas. So, Oh man. Yeah. Well, but you can go there virtually soon. Yeah, uh, I see. Right. So, yeah. Uh, That's probably the closest I'll get, Chuck. That's probably true. <laughs> oh, no. No. Well, you know, BuzzFeed uh, New Zealand away. <laughs> so true. So true. We also made a, a hockey game for the Vive, which is a high-end VR headset, and that was a heck of a lot of fun. So at um, at uh, many wild home games, you can play this. Uh, you can basically see what it's like to be an NHL goalie um out on the concourse there at excel wow wow so you are been you have been busy that's good oh sure that's great good times great. well listen I, I i appreciate you taking a little time gentlemen i'm, I'm sorry i i've I sort of uh, sort of dominated the conversation yes you have I'm phil i'm sorry about that you guys uh i'm sure you have questions too before we let john <laughs> go so um feel free to dive right in there so. Well, so this is going to this. How do you see what you're doing um, possibly shifting uh, if if augmented reality becomes, um, you know, incredibly strong? You know, there's still it's still open to debate. It's going to be VR or AR that's really going to end up being the be all end all. Um, Because it seems like you're perfectly positioned to really move in either direction. We want to be able to do either one. I mean, Apple hasn't even entered the game yet, and there's right. a lot of speculation that, you know, in June they're going to make an announcement. Um, 
And they have a patent on sliding an iPhone into a pair of glasses that are augmented reality glasses. Um, so obviously, you know, Apple has the ability to create markets. Um, so it, it, honestly, right now, the, it's, the technology is already here. And it's really a matter of what is what are people and what is society ready for? Yeah. So, um, you know, VR is just getting off the ground and there's VR has its uses and augmented reality has its uses. So we're trying to be positioned for both. And that was mm -hmm. another reason for us to, to make Rosas. Um, we could really see everything's marching towards augmented reality and that's expected to be the bigger market. Um, but, you know, as far as we're actually doing B2B stuff today with VR and we expect that's going to be, you know, be playing out for years to come still. Um, but I know AR is really going to capture people's imagination when it hits. Yeah. Outstanding. Great. Well, you're on the cutting edge. We we we'll be able to look back and say, you know, we knew him when. Yeah, but then he won't talk Luckily, to that us. Guy is when, when you're, you know, <laughs> eating dinner with Steven Spielberg and things like that. So anyway. We'll just say, uh, Chuck, oh. can, can we please have a ride on your Gulfstream 5? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's going to happen. Um I'll go look up what that is, and then yes, I'll say yes. <laughs> it's about a $60 million jet. Anyway. Okay. Congrats, congratulations on the project. I'm, I'm glad it was a success. Uh, keep up the great work, and uh, we'll keep checking back with you if that's okay. Minovate good times. Come on. <laughs> Chuck and the gang, not to be confused with Cool and the gang. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Chuck. Chuck. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, gentlemen. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. So, uh, yeah, that was it. Was just an interesting concept to 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 see that in action. So, uh, well, and I have to I have to say to people that if if um, if you don't know Chuck or you haven't heard Chuck talk about stuff and all that, he is a guy that has one of the the most wry wits of anybody I've ever had the pleasure to sit and talk with. I mean, it just just I mean, he's just he's a really funny guy. When you when yep. you really sit down and talk to him, which I don't think really came across because you know we're sort of having this virtual conversation, but yeah, um, yeah he's he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. He's a real he good, a guy. good guy, and he does some really good work. Very creative. Yep. So uh, let's uh, let's take a look at what's happening elsewhere in technology outside of our our borders. Um, and uh, let's see, looks like uh, uh, Apple and uh, uh, Amazon, Google, Facebook, all. Um, uh, joining together in an AI research group. Yeah, and I thought this was a big deal because um Apple typically doesn't join these groups. Right. I mean, they really do take a kind of a we're going to do our own thing approach. And so this this is a big deal and I think it's because um um most of most of these organizations realize we're not going to be able to do it by ourselves. We're going to have to figure out how to pool data. Um, because that's the only way AI is really going to truly be able to be effective all across the board. And how do you do that and still maintain a competitive advantage? That'll, that'll be interesting to see. It makes you wonder what what they're going to use the technology for. I guess it could be, uh, it's obviously can bolt, be bolted into Siri, uh, I would imagine. Yeah. Maybe they're just trying to catch up with the other guys. Cause I, I would say that they're, you know they're not in last place, but they're they're definitely not in first place as far as a all these assistants go with it with right. AI. Right, right. You're right. So. Well, and you know the the other thing that um, um, I keep thinking about with respect to Google is when you think about all of the tentacles that Google has into places where it can draw incredible amounts of data. So there's Google Webmaster, so people sign up their sites. So you've got behind the scenes view of all these websites you have obviously all the google search stuff uh then you have all of the gmail users and yada 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 i mean there's all of this data that's being spawned that they have access to and i think that puts them into a a truly enviable position in ai so that i think it's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening i just kicked myself that i didn't buy google stock um back when it was below apple at the during the crash and like december of 2007 apple was i can't remember like 86 bucks a share and google was like 68 or something i just kicked myself that i didn't buy any yeah well what do you do well, live and learn yeah live i know learn. i know 
if I had you guys' money, I'd do it. But anyway, okay. So, <laughs> so, so I just planned to rule the world, right? Yeah. So I, I thought this was kind of a kind of a stuff. yeah. So I thought this was kind of a big deal. Um, um, uh, Google's CEO recalls staff to U.S. after the Trump immigration order. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was I was going to talk about the China China's plan of making all the gadgets. I apologize. I skipped over that. So if anybody's uh, oh, I skipped over it. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, that was my fault. Well, let's right. talk we'll, about the we'll Google get, thing. Then yeah, we'll go we'll back, back to the to, China thing. We'll loop back around. Yeah. So. Sorry. Um, um, and so uh, Sundar Pichai, uh, is that how you pronounce his last name? By the way, I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. It is. Uh, um, that he really slammed Trump's move to um, basically disallow all of these people coming in from Muslim countries. It's okay if the Christians come in, but not the, not the Muslims. Yeah, right. And, um, uh, well, what's surprising is that there's a, apparently a hundred, hundred people. Yeah. People yeah. right now. And, and these are from like countries like Syria, Iraq, Iran, Sudan, Somalia, Yemen, Libya, you know, they're war torn areas. They're not like uh, Saudi Arabia. Or right. So uh, that was the part of the story that was sort of surprising that there would be as many people from these war-torn areas that would be uh, working on H one B. Why is that surprising? Uh, I, I I just don't. I just didn't. It didn't occur to me that they would be hiring people from Syria. But oh sure, you know if you're from Syria, it would be probably better to be in California than Syria. Well, and, and um, that's, that's probably that's the whole part of the, the whole yeah. point that we're trying to get yeah. to here is like they want to they want to be here. So just because they're Muslim, they should not be uh, stopped from being here. So, so he's well, so he's asked that these hundred people come back come immediately. Back right away. But yep. it sounds like the uh, you know the people are being blocked right now. So how are they going to come back? Are they going to all fly to Mexico and then come no over idea. the border before the wall gets built? Well, if, if they're visa is still um uh intact then this is why i think sundar went public with this so that he can get his people back and you know what's interesting about this is that um uh, when i was at lawson's running uh, alliances at lawson software um we bought the third company of a guy from the bay area who had started up three uh, two other companies we bought his third one maher akim and maher is from um syria originally and his family's still there i mean he's got all kinds of cousins and you know brothers and all that and um uh, he's now a professor of computer science at uh, university of qatar but um he's from the he, he lived in the bay area i don't know got for you know 20 years 25 years or something and um he is just he's really really concerned because of all of the the um young people that you know, are incredibly well-educated who now are, they don't have a chance of coming over at least for a period of time. So, yeah. Well, until they get it, the extreme vetting thing worked out, whatever that's going to be. Yeah. 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 All right. Sorry about so, jumping yeah. over that China. No, no, no worries. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I think this is sort of the tip of the iceberg and, and just how much this, uh, these executive orders are going to start costing us, yeah. uh, you know, suits are already being filed and, uh, it should be, uh, uh, you know, between the wall and this, we could go broke. So, right. So anyway, yeah. So that happy note, let's talk a little about China and uh, how they're Xiaomi, the, yeah. the company. Yeah. Right. We, we, I mentioned Xiaomi uh, last week in my cool thing of the week. Yep. Uh, yep. That, uh, I've got one of their me me bands, and uh, they, I saw this story this week, and their strategy is an interesting one to. Uh, to like make every conceivable gadget, uh, and especially in the I IoT world. So I thought this would appeal to Steve. Well, not only that, but um, I saw, I forget the model number now, I saw one of their phones, a guy had it at uh, Micro Center, and I have to tell you that it was beautiful. It was a beautiful yeah, piece of machinery. Their build, build quality is very nice. Very nice. And that one that's in the story, the, uh, the bezel-less uh, Mi Mix, that looks like a really cool phone. Yeah. No bezel on it at all on the on the uh, the top and the two sides. Now at the bottom, because you have speakers and you have the camera and whatnot, you have to have a bit of bezel. But around it, it just looks beautiful. This looks like something that Apple would do. Yeah. Well, my only concern there, I have two concerns. Concern one is the building of backdoors into the chipsets, right, into the firmware. And it's mm -hmm. been, you know, I mean, Lenovo had that problem with their laptops. Um, 
uh, not uh, Xiaomi. It was a uh, um, Huawei, I think it was. And mm-hmm. they're they're Korean though, aren't they? Huawei. Anyway, I should know all this stuff, but I don't. I'm sorry. No, I think they're Chinese. But um, now there's uh, uh, these security researchers that I follow um, have been really picking apart apps that come from China that are phoning home, sending all the contacts back from your, you know, if you give authorization for your contacts and, and things of that nature. And so, you know, I just, I keep thinking about buying lots of stuff made by another country and putting it in my house and having stuff that's voice activated, have stuff that, you know, cameras and things that can follow me around and, you know, what kind of data is going to be sent back. Um, so I don't know. Well, it is a concern. It is a concern. Yeah, Xiaomi at this point is not selling a lot of their goods here. Um, you can import them, obviously, buying them from China. Uh, but the only thing that I've seen at retail is their Mi Box, which is a Android TV set-top box for yeah. streaming video. Mm. That's the only thing I've seen. It's at uh, Target and Best Buy and uh, Walmart and all the all the places that you you can find Roku's and, and other streaming boxes. So. Well, and now that our new administration has uh, threatened the automotive industry with slapping 20% tariffs on goods being imported from Mexico, I can only imagine what's going to happen with uh, Chinese goods. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. Time will tell. Well, Time will tell. They're, they're already walking back that 20%, by the way. So. Yeah, I know they are. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all politics. It's all it's theater. All. It's political theater. Um, so let's talk a little about cool things of the week. Let's, we yeah, let's that? go. Let's, that, that's always a positive, upbeat area. Um, <laughs> it is. So let's talk about Send Safely, Steve. Send Safely. So I, I've had a real issue for a long time, which is it's easy for me to have people send stuff to me safely because I have encrypted forms yeah. on my websites that people can, uh, uh send stuff and they can also upload stuff and um um uh, so i can receive things safely but when i want to send something to someone else and have it be a relatively straightforward process it ain't so mm-hmm. and so i really started to do some homework on cuz i wanted something that was easy for um you know people in our company to use uh for clients to receive and just click a link and go in and so what you can do is you can send something to someone but tie it to their email address so they if they click the link um it'll open up and then they put in their email address then they can download the file and if you buy the pro account you know there's a free one of course like every uh freemium model but um if you buy the pro account you can expire the file um, Mm -hmm. so you can say i want it to be live for two days you know whatever and um but it's a no-brainer i mean literally you click the link in the email and it pops up a a web page and you put in your email address and you download the file it's that easy so it's pretty pretty nice and it did have some issues and i gave them a they asked me for feedback and i gave them a (laughs) two-page no it had pictures though so the pictures took up a lot of space (laughs) but um yeah so i sent them i sent them a big big uh write-up and it's mostly ux stuff yeah. Um, you know, so for example, I, I pasted the link into Safari, which then gave me a warning, a flash warning. And I found out after my feedback that it's because they decrypt, um, the file in the browser and there's an issue with WebKit and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it's not perfect, right? but it's pretty damn close. So that's my cool thing. Very cool. Hmm. Uh, Mr. Jim? Tim? So I was looking um, for a case for a Raspberry Pi uh, con- uh, con- uh, project that I'm working on, and uh, I've at Thingiverse, which is a it's a the, the MakerBot folks have a, a, a community for people to post their projects and their files and whatnot. And I found a new case for a Raspberry Pi that uh, was just published this week, and it's the Lisa computer. It's, so you remember the Lisa was awesome. the this is awesome. Was the precursor of the Macintosh, uh, came out at about 1980, I think, or 81, something like that. It was this huge hulking thing um, and had the first graphical user interface from Apple. And uh, this is a Raspberry Pi 2 case that has um, 
a, a actually a working Twiggy drive on the front, which is a, a, an extender that that jacks into one of the USBs on the board to uh, to give you a uh, another SD card slot. And, and, and it, it looks and it goes in the the floppy disk slot on the lease. Right, funny. it goes into where the, twi- the one of the Twiggy drives were. This has a 2.7 inch screen. It's a, actually a one quarter scale version of the Lisa and it completely works. And if you're uh, know how to do stuff in uh, with Raspberry Pi, you can actually find uh, a Mac OS uh, like system six running on a, on a Raspberry Pi. So you could actually have this running the Mac OS. I don't think, I don't think there's one that has Lisa OS, but it was very similar. That's pretty but cool. That's pretty. It cool. is a cool very thing. Cool. I said this is a very cool thing. It's a cool thing. I will tell you and when you I could, go ahead. You could print it. Yeah, I, you could get the files. So you could print it out yourself, and I, I may do it. I don't know. I have to figure out how he got the surface. So it's some sort of uh, spray paint to get the actual rough surface of the of the case. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, oh, that's okay. pretty fun. That's yep. great. Pretty fun. I like yep. it. That's a very cool thing. Phil, what's yours, buddy? Um, mine is, uh, you know, I, I get to do a lot of things with the BuzzFeed uh, experience uh, over in Northeast. And uh, I was involved with a project in curating videos from from Instagram users or curating images from Instagram users with an experiment that BuzzFeed was doing. And uh, we've compiled some videos with, you know, basically you know, user Instagram photos. So uh, we had a chance to do that. Uh, I, I said, you know, I'd like to give give a shot at building one of those. And so I actually uh, edited a video together and uh, collaborated with uh, Kirsten King in our LA office and, and uh, produced a uh, little over minute video uh, on young feminists that's uh, oh, now fun. posted on the BuzzFeed site. Um, and I almost you know, 150,000 views as of right now. Oh, is it that much already? Yes. Yeah. So um, that was, a, that, and it was, a, you know, obviously that's a, that's a, you know, a, a, something that's near and dear to my heart, the whole concept of more women and, and, you know, women's rights and that sort of thing. So, I mean, I count myself as a feminist, but what was really, really exciting was re- really interesting was to learn the process of, of creating a video for, for a media company like Buzzfeed and, and what that all goes through the amount of vetting that it goes through. And um, every video has got to make a trip through legal. And it's just, it was Mm. a a very interesting process and I thought very cool. Um, You know, it took me forever to do the video simply because I I don't, I don't edit video often. So um, yeah. In a a day of uh, auto Facebook playing, you've got to have the text in there. Yeah. So so it was it was a very interesting process. And um, that was a cool thing for me. So um, but you'll see, I I think we'll you know, we'll be doing other videos like that. So um, be on the lookout for sort of uh, compilation videos from from our users. Fun. Wow, the the engagement on this video is very interesting. You need to go down and read these. Yeah, the the comments are very disturbing. Holy smokes. Yeah. This is not what I would have expected, but I would have expected some of this, but I would have expected more support of whatever the uh, subject of the video was. Yeah, I was a I was a mite speechless to tell you the truth. So um, (laughs) it was, uh, yeah. Uh, Well, anyway, I'll have to listen to this. Trolls are alive and well. Yep, they are. Just don't feed the trolls, guys. Oh yeah, stay away. Step away from the troll. That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, I don't think we have any uh, any new events to talk about. This week, I think I didn't say anything uh, new. Yeah. DevFest is coming up what next weekend, I believe, right? Yeah. Yep. So check that out. Mini hack is happening, uh, going on right now as we speak. As we speak. Yep. So, yep. Uh, I, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll be, maybe we'll check out uh, what goes on in the world of uh, of Ebates and uh, <laughs> right and Raspberry Pi and talk about it more next week on the Men of Eight Gang podcast. Take care, guys. Have a good one.